This is the Ask Foleschini podcast, where the modern economy is discussed from a skeptic's perspective. Mr. Foleschini helps you distinguish what is sustainable in our economy and what isn't. Not everything that glitters is gold, and not all mud is dirty. The podcaster Mr. Foleschini provides no-nonsense advice. He had it all, lost it all, went bankrupt multiple times, and is now attempting to come back from zero with sustainable growth. There are numerous coaches and preachers on the internet that preach about positive thinking and how life is all roses if you just care to see it that way. Well, Mr. Foleschini is definitely not one of them. We recommend you ask Foleschini to keep it real. He discusses the darker side of the current economic reality, the side that's more important for your personal and business finance. His first intention is to help you keep what you already have. Not to be a complete party pooper, Mr. Foleschini will also hint at the earning opportunities in the economy today. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please like, share, and subscribe. And now it's time to start taking notes. The mic goes to the podcaster, the one and only Mr. Foleschini. Thank you, Taylor. Just recently, I was astonished when a successful business person that has just reached a seven-figure income mentioned passive income as his financial goal during our consulting session. As far as my financial education is concerned, I have been working with professors, tutors, and mentors from US, UK, and Switzerland for a better part of the last three decades. And nobody would ever mention passive income as part of personal or corporate finance. Regardless of the number of all investment meetings I've attended all over the globe, Nobody would ever mention passive income in a meeting. So here I am recording this bonus episode to communicate to the world about the passive income myth. Let's dig right into the theory and definitions. The passive income myth has taken internet by a storm. As a seasoned financial expert, I'm repeatedly astonished by the percentage of people that believe the passive income myth. The theory goes that there are certain investments that will generate income by you doing nothing. So you will have either monthly, either yearly or quarterly income by doing nothing. You will just be passive and you will get the income. I could never understand how well-educated people are spreading this myth. Of course, I have in mind people with good intentions here. So let me continue and explain why passive income myth is so sacrilegious, because you have to deny common sense, all modern science, all definitions, and traditional religions in order to believe in passive income. Passive income is a contradiction in terms. Let me explain why by using definitions for all the terms used or utilized when talking about passive income. So let's start with passive. To define passive, we would probably use the definition that passive is accepting or allowing something to happen or what others do without active response or resistance. Passive is defined as the opposite of active. And if we go further and we define income, is money received, especially on a regular basis, for work or through investments. As we can see, income is direct consequence of work or investment. And if we go further and we define work, 
its activity involving mental or physical effort in order to achieve a purpose or result. And if we go further and define investment, that is the second possibility to generate income through investment. Investment is defined as the action or process of investing money for profit. So it's defined as action, not as inactivity. So you cannot be passive in your investment. So it is impossible to initiate action without activity or by being passive. So income demands either work or investment. And both of these demand some action from your side. Either you have to invest money or you have to work for money. It is never passive. And next time you hear a so-called expert talking about passive income, you now know that there is no passive income. All definitions are against passive incomes. So the best thing to do when you hear someone talking about passive income is if you are watching it on YouTube, just skip that video. If you are reading an article, just skip that article and go away. As we have proven, all definitions show that the passive income is not possible. The amount of activity needed in order to achieve desired income might vary a lot. But one is certain. There is no income without activity. So passive income is a theoretical improbability. Let me share my personal experience. I come from a family where everyone has a property that is fully paid and rented out, government bonds, blue chip shares, savings accounts, shares in companies that are not public. All these assets are often used in passive income internet propaganda. However, none of my relatives ever refer to them as passive income or assets that would generate passive income. Because it was clear to me from a very early age that companies without supervisions, they do not perform well. If you have property, you have to invest in property. You have to take care of the tenants. You have to collect the rent. You have to pay all the taxes regularly. And if you have government bonds, you have to check when the coupons are due so that you get money on your account. And if you don't get money, you have to take some action that the money is transferred to you. If you have a blue chip shares, you have to check how these companies are performing and just sell them off if they are not performing well. If you have large saving accounts, you need to understand how your bank is doing so that you know that the money is safe with them and that you will get it out. And if there are limits to the amount that is insured with a third party, then you should not go over that limit uh, with your account and similar. So it is a lot of work, even if the assets often mentioned as passive income or assets that could generate passive income, this income is not passive. These investments are really reliable. And in the last 100 years, they proved to be almost bulletproof, except for some inflation adjustments and similar. However, they are not passive. You have to be involved, you have to work, and you have to take control and understand your assets and how they perform and what is the maturity of the assets and how all this stuff around this work 
especially if you go in buy to rent, there are laws that are changing all the time. The places uh, that are old needs to be refurbished. The tenants need to be reminded to pay the rent. All insurance have to be paid. And of course, you have to struggle to get better uh, rent every five or six years because the prices are just increasing all over the market. Even if passive income is not possible, there are multiple opportunities to drastically decrease one person's activity needed to generate income. The three most used ways are optimization, automatization, and outsourcing. These three tackles only the issues on how to reduce activity in order to achieve the desired income. Let's not forget that in life, what you do is often more important than how you do it. Let me finish this episode by repeating the most important facts regarding passive investments and commenting on them. If you have listened to the podcast until here, you now know that passive income is not possible. Passive income is just a buzzword used to get financially literate people to invest in often too risky business structure or just purchase some online course that will help them get their finances in order, even if they hate their jobs and they are prone to reckless spending. Next time you hear so-called financial expert talking about passive income, just click on another video. What you should take from this episode is that passive income is contradiction in terms, since income cannot be generated from something passive because it demands either work or investment, and that it's possible to drastically decrease the amount of effort required to generate income by utilizing optimization, automatization, and outsourcing. And back to Taylor. Thank you, Mr. Faleschini, for this outstanding podcast. And thank you for listening to the Ask Faleschini podcast until the end. Mr. Faleschini would love to hear your feedback in the comments. And don't forget, if you want to know, ask Faleschini or listen to the Ask Faleschini podcast. In order to please the almighty algorithm, please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.